Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show. Uh, Austin Brower will not be with us today. He's on vacation with his family, having a much-needed rest. And so we're going to cover a lot of stuff today. And I kind of want to start you know, talking to you guys kind of like with a fireside chat if I can. I'm not going to go news-heavy on this because there's a lot of things I want to cover that I haven't had a chance to cover in a bit. And so I'm going to basically talk to you about some stuff that's pretty esoteric, some hidden stuff, some hidden knowledge that a lot of you that are new listeners really haven't really haven't been discussing with me or had even know much about. So I'm going to go ahead and just start with that. But, you know, what's interesting this morning, I was, I was speaking to a, an individual and we were talking about the, you know, the book of Romans about how everything that God made is clearly obvious and clearly visible to people and that there's no excuse for people not to know there is a God. And it's a great passage in Romans and you guys can look it up. But the reality is this, everybody knows that there's something else going on on this planet. If you have any kind of brain that's not been damaged completely by fluoride or by, by vaccines or by mRNA shots or by whatever chemical they put into the food supply or whatever, you understand there's something else is happening. And we all understand that there's a void on the inside of us that's seeking more. And we're going to talk about that today some. We're going to talk about who we are in the great scheme of the heavens and the earth and why we're here and why God made us and why Adam and Eve were put here and how God basically, you know, wanted to have fellowship with humans and he was that he made he made in his image. And so we're going to talk about the fall of the Garden of Eden. We're going to go into Genesis chapter 6. We're going to cover a lot of very interesting things that I consider to be interesting that a lot of people don't talk about very much. And I want also to talk about the importance of Jesus today and how he is the author and he is the finisher and he is the perfecter of our faith. And without him, there is no salvation. There is no forgiveness of sins because he was put here as a sacrifice by God Almighty himself, who basically re, basically reconstituted himself as Jesus Christ and was put into the you know Virgin Mary. And now God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit share the Godhead. And we need to understand who these entities are this god of creation the great i am is and how he made everything and how we weren't here by mistake that we were put here for a purpose and there was a plan in our lives and we need to understand also that the evil one has come to come rob kill steal and destroy and destroy god's plan and so we're going to cover a lot of that information today in a different way that i've not really covered it before but we need to understand up front though that we can't operate in fear you know, but we need to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For he is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end, along with the great I am and the Holy Spirit. And they've been here since the beginning. That's what it talks about in the book of Genesis. So don't get overwhelmed today. But realize that you've been bought with a price, that we've been called according to God's purpose. You know, some Christians and even some New Agers believe that you shouldn't discuss some of these topics that I'm going to cover today on the show. They think that, well, they're negative. Well, we got to stop here for one second. Knowledge is a negative. It's just information. But facts, they actually can be very horrific. The problem is that we don't discuss the facts or the physics. We can't properly determine the proper course of our action or what salvation really means to us and who God really is and why we're part of this great cosmos. You know, it's, it's simple like this, and I've used the analogy before, and I'll use it again. Austin's used it. If you've got a garden of weeds, and you know it's a garden of weeds, we've got a flower bed in front of the house. And a big flower bed out front, and all it was is weeds, 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 and we're because kind of, we won't use glyphosate or Roundup. We were pulling weeds constantly. Finally, I, I told Sharon, you know, last summer I said, you know, we got to get rid of the flower bed. We're gonna make it like a fourth of the size that it was, and stop pulling weeds and put sod in there and be done with it. I've <laughs> had enough of these weeds. And the reality is this: if you know it's got weeds in it, it can become a beautiful garden. But first, the the, the need the weeds need to be dealt with. You know, calling it unkept or calling it full of weeds isn't being negative; it's just a statement of fact. And, and the problem that we have here, you know, the CIA, after the Kennedy assassination of the Warren Commission report, they came in and did a giant psyop on the American population. 
they basically told us that anytime you go against the mainstream narrative of what happened with Kennedy with the magical turning around bullets and all the crazy stuff and the multiple shooters, and you don't want to talk about any of that stuff, that you're a conspiracy theorist. Ho, ho, ho. They'd laugh at you on the evening news. Huntley Brinkley did that. Walter Cronkite did that. Anytime you go into a different area where they don't want you to go, they would basically castigate you by ridiculing you and making fun of you and laughing at you. And, you know, laughter is a pretty powerful tool to get people to be quiet and not do what they you know, were wanting to do or not telling the truth. That's why I laugh at them. The other day we had a show and I was laughing through the whole show talking about these whack bags and what they do and how ridiculous they are and how they want everybody to believe the lies. That's the key here. You've got to have laughter because laughter, laughter doeth good like a medicine. It's healing to the bones, and we need to understand that. Remember, this battle that we're in is not against flesh and blood. But, you know, it forces us basically to understand there's an unseen realm. That many teachers and pastors and alternative news people don't want to go down this rabbit hole. They only want to investigate events and not the real reason the events occurred or who or what orchestrated these events. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about the orchestrated events, who controls them, who does them. And we've mentioned you many times before about Otto Kahn. He had the second largest home in the, in the United States, only second to the Biltmore State. A very wealthy man, one of the founding members of the basically Federal Reserve Bank. And in an article that he had been, that he'd been quoted in back in the, in the 1920s, he said that the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satanic Synagogue of Satan – basically a group of people that are running the planet control both sides of the world. They control the Democrats, they control the Republicans, they control both sides of the narrative to create apparent opposites. They can control the outcome. This is through Hegelian dialectic and through the stuff that they were taught by their master, these dark entities. But they want to only investigate events. And they don't want to talk about what caused them. You know, Our spirit, the spirit that we have inside of us, that God put in us, is capable of so much more through Jesus and is so powerful that most people cannot conceive of what they've been given so to the blood covenant with Jesus to the Most High God. It is time that we literally open our eyes and realize that if we work and we pray in the aggregate as believers, that there's literally nothing we cannot do or accomplish through prayer and through action. I mentioned to you this before, and my grandmother had a plaque that she did in German. It was burned into a piece of wood, and it says, Zweich Lebenstutzen brechen nie, Gebet und Arbeit heißen sie. It's prayer and work. That's the whole key. Gebet is prayer. Abbaid is work. If we work like it's all up to us and we pray like it's all up to God, we can change this. And we need to understand the government you know, is really not the cause of the problems that we're facing right now. It's a contributing factor. Ours are the Rothschild corporations. But the leaders in most cases are just puppets. They're, they're basically they're regularly replaced. I mean, think about it for a second. Bill Clinton right, was not much different than George H., who's not much different than – you know, to Trump and George W. Or, or, you know, or Barack Obama. The war still continues. The drug trafficking still continues. The unmitigated migration coming in from our southern border continues. It doesn't make any difference. Even when Donald Trump became president and he controlled both the House and he controlled, you know, the Congress, he couldn't get rid of Obamacare because they didn't want it to be gone. I mean, all of these things are being controlled by outside entities. And the leaders in most cases are just puppets. You know, they, they basically are being told what to do. And if you look at the corporate structure, you'll see the Bilderbergers, the Rothschilds, the Committee of 300, the CFR, the international bankers. Now we've got Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum, the Vatican, the Masonic Lodges. Now these groups do exert a considerable amount of control over the worldly systems. They're not, they're not the real controllers, though. There's levels beyond that. You know, and it started in the beginning. When the creator God, the great I am, created the heavens and the earth, something happened in the heavens and the earth. 
with Satan and his angels. Now, we understand that these entities, you know, were not made in God's image. We've got that. But there was basically a coup d'etat attempted in heaven, and about a third of the angels or the beings that were cast down along with Lucifer. Now, let's stop here for a minute. You know, the late Russ Dizdar, who was a friend of mine, talks about how there are different types of angels. And, and I agree with him. You know, we need to realize that the great I am, Yeshua, Jesus, uh, they don't need our permission, Holy Spirit. They don't need our permission to create different species of anything anywhere. As Christians, this shouldn't be a big stretch because the Bible is filled with encounters with interdimensional beings. If we understand that God is omnipresent and he knew what was going to happen, he hasn't been surprised by any of this. I mean, he literally changed the timeline in Genesis chapter 6, and he also changed the timeline again with Jesus, you know, 2,000 years ago. You know, we've been taught that we're alone in this universe because that's what our parents were taught. But that's not what the Bible teaches at all. You know, Bernard Carr from Queen Mary University, he says it this way. Our consciousness, our DNA, is a multidimensional transformer. It basically, uh, our physical sensations and our physical sensors are on a three-dimensional universe. And what exists in the higher dimensions are entities that we cannot touch with our physical sensors. Now, with the Maxwell equations that were 100 years ago, he started plotting equations and putting a fourth dimension into the equation, into the interface. And these equations were pulled outside of the public domain. They didn't want people to know that there was something else out there in another dimension. They wanted to cover all that up. That's why it's still being used in physics. That's how quantum mechanics works. That's how they've been able to discover the string theory and a lot of other things they talk about in quantum entanglement. But the reality is, is that we need to understand that there's something else going on. That's why the Bible says it very clearly that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities or these other dimensions, if you want to use that term, in these other realms. That's why the most important thing that we have in our arsenal, besides being in covenant with the Most High God through Jesus and the blood of the Lamb, is our prayer and what prayer does and the scalar energy that it creates. And we've got to understand that. You know, um, we have to understand that, uh, that, and I've covered this before, our DNA is a coiled helix. It's basically a Tesla coil. It's a sending and receiving unit that transmits via longitudinal scalar waves interdimensionally. We are basically a bioantenna that through frequencies and light photons are connected through quantum entanglement interdimensionally. You know, you've seen this. Remember, you guys, kids, you won't remember any of this, but if you're over the age of 30, you'll remember this. When we used to have just lined telephones that were hardwired in, every once in a while, I'd had this happen before. I had a good friend of mine, Jim. He did this with me years ago. I remember I went to call him. He was calling me at the exact same time. I picked up the telephone or he picked up the telephone. I don't remember which one. And we were simultaneously on the phone and the phone never rang. It was strange. Because we're both thinking about one another and we're calling each other at the same time. That's quantum entanglement. And that's how the universe works. The last week I talked about what happens when you pass from this earthly realm and you go into a different realm and you start to realize that, you know, we don't die as human beings. We either we just live forever. Both good it's gonna be in a good place or a bad place. And we need to understand that. And we're a bio antenna that through frequencies and light photons are connected through quantum entanglement. What this means is that we are created in God's image. Now, let's get this clear. This is really important. You know, we've been detuned, so to speak, because of the fall of the Garden of Eden and all the other things with these entities breeding with humans, plus because of DNA contamination and because of what's happened to us from thousands and thousands of years of breeding. Human beings are not getting better. They're devolving because that's what these entities that control the world want to do because they hate God. Our brains and a large portion of our DNA is labeled junk DNA, and it still hasn't been understood. Now, the reason they label it junk DNA is that science hasn't figured out what it does yet. <laughs> okay? It's not junk DNA. 
is part of what we were in the beginning. And so to believe that we're alone in the universe is just wrong. The, the reality is this synagogue of Satan, these followers of Baal or Lucifer, whatever you want to call them. Some people call them Satanists. Some people call them globalists. You know, they, they were cast out of heaven and they invaded this planet. And throughout the ages and throughout the millennium, they've been known as the Anunnaki, the Snake Brothers, the Star People, Demons, Archons, Jinn, Baal, Moloch, Asher, Quetzalcoatl, Serpent Gods, Royal Bloodline of the Gods, all of this stuff. And this group of people have been completely controlling what's going on on the planet for thousands and thousands of years. That's why I say to you guys, this is a sex death cult. And they orchestrated themselves to the writing of a book called the Zohar, which basically took the ancient Canaanite religions, the ancient Egyptian religions, and put together they're together in a how-to primer. And, and see all of these different things like the Snake Brothers and the Royal Bloodlines, all of this stuff deals with what they talk about with the Kabbalah, with Einsof, that that's their god. He's the fallen one. You know, He's bad. right? He's a snake in a tree. Okay, That's why you have all of these… Ancient hieroglyphics with snakes everywhere, you know, ancient shields and coats of armor with snakes on the coats of armor. This, this, these, all these different names are basically the same name for the same demonic entities. Lucifer and the fallen angels, these are interdimensional entities. And, you know, when Constantine in 323 made Christianity the state religion of Rome, he basically brought in many pagan beliefs into the church. They removed the book of Enoch from the Bible. But why was it removed? Well, there's stuff that's been done throughout time that basically has been shown in books like the book of Enoch that these people, these snake worshipers and these shadow people don't want you to know because these people have been, how should you say, infused with other entities to do their bidding. They're, they're psychopaths. All the, all the concern and all the love has been bred out of them over the generations in time. They don't care if they go into Iraq or, or into Gaza or you know, into Dresden and destroy huge amounts of people and kill them. They don't care about any of that stuff because they have no, they have no empathy whatsoever. And we need to understand that the Roman establishment of the church of 323, one of the information covered up, lest we ask too many questions. I mean without the book of Enoch, it's literally impossible to understand Genesis chapter 6. And these entities that inhabit human beings and are on these other dimensions, they literally have no creative imagination. But they can twist and manipulate and distort and destroy God's creation. That's all they're trying to do because they hate God. They're deceivers. Their father, Satan, was father of lies. And they create an inversion of the material world under God. You know, what is up is down, down is up. They use upside-down crosses they hang around their neck. They use all types of occult symbols. You know, love is hate, good is bad. But you have to understand that Lucifer has come here to rob, kill, steal, and destroy you, human beings, and God's creation. That's why these demons and their human followers are obsessed with death. They're literally a sex death cult. And you see what happened you know, with Jeffrey Epstein and all the people that were involved with you know, raping these young girls and doing all the crazy stuff. It's, it's, this is what they do because their entire life is an inversion of life. Plus when they sacrifice you know, or basically compromise or sodomize a human or a child, energy is created via light photons that these entities actually consume. Hence, you've got abortion and pedophilia and human sacrifice and the worship of Baal and Moloch and the sacrifice of children throughout the entire Old Testament, sacrifice of young virgins for the young girls. I mean, look what happened in the ancient cultures of the Incas and the Mayans and how they almost extinguished themselves just because of human sacrifice because they were being told by Quetzalcoatl he would share this information with them, give them all kinds of information, including star charts, but they had to sacrifice their children to him. These Luciferians, this cabal, they, they worship the fallen ones, and it's all about destroying and killing of their, you know, their, 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 their gods' children. 
you know, they really, really, really hate God. And the, and the thing they really want to do is go after the kids because these children are the essence of God. The closer they are to birth, the less they've been contaminated by this world. And it's like if you're a father or you're a mother and somebody wants to mess with your children, you're a really good father and a mother. And if you're not that good of a father or mother, you're going to defend your kids. That's what God wants to do too. So he has to sit back and watch this because something something happened in the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve apparently gave custody of the earth over to Lucifer and all the things that they were doing. And these groups worship these fallen ones. You know, God's natural law is to have life and have it in abundance. And that's why these these demons, they don't care about what they destroy. They literally destroy 200 different species of animal life on the planet every single day. And they don't care. Look at Fukushima. Look at the GMOs. Look at the geoengineering. Look at the vaccines. Look at the fluoride. Look at the mRNA shots. Look at the mRNA shot boosters. Look at trans fats. Look at aspartame. Look at all the pornography on the internet, which could have easily been wiped out when George W. was in the White House. But he chose not to do it because 9-11 happened. Anything to debilitate or destroy us is their mantra. They're just like their father, Lucifer, who comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Again, it's a sex death cult is what it is. They're trying to bring in the Antichrist. They're trying to rebuild a third temple. They're trying to take the Holy of Holies in this third temple, take the Spear of Destiny. You listen to this and watch this on Brad Messer Dakota on the Spear of Destiny and pierce their Antichrist in the Holy of Holies and spill, his, spill a little bit of his blood on the altar and bring him out on the temple steps like it says in Thessalonians and declare him God. All the pollution and all the destruction of the environment is what they want because the reality is – they're trying to create. They don't want to have a beautiful earth or a beautiful planet because they're at war with the great I am. And it's been this way for millennium. Remember, this entity, this Luciferian entity, comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. The great I am has come to bring life and that more abundantly, like I just mentioned. These people follow these entities that follow these entities. You see it in Hollywood, you see them wearing these red strings and they're controlled. They're psychopaths. They have no empathy. They have no remorse. They have no shame. They have no sympathy. They're an inversion of truth. They're pathological liars. They're basically parasites. There's no limit as to what they will do because they have no emotional consequence for their actions. Many are their bloodline of the bloodline of the, of the royals. It makes them easier to possess. They've been bred for this purpose. For example, in the Babylonian banking system, the Federal Reserve Bank is a total parasite. You go into a country, you enslave its people, first through fiat money, and you steal the resources. But they have no remorse. They have only greed. That's why Jesus said, it's so important to get this, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money. Money can use, be used for a specific purpose. Like we, And you guys help us with the Thai girls that we have in Thailand that we've adopted. You guys help us support them. We had to make another payment to them last week. And so you, when you support health masters and when you support the Thai girls, you help us like that because we're doing all we can to help those individuals. Money's not a problem. You have to use it to buy food. you got to use it to pay utilities, all of that. But when you love it and you get obsessed with greed, it's just, it just overwhelms you and it consumes you. And it's the same group of these satanic, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan – are the ones that control everything, and they do it. We talk about how they own Black, Black Rock, State Street, and you know, in Vanguard, and they control the money supply and have tens of trillions of dollars of investments, and they can do whatever they want to do. Look at Disney. Disney's stock completely collapsed because they went woke. Now they're having to bring the old, the, the, the old CEO back in because this new CEO, CEO has lost billions of dollars you know, for Disney. 
And I won't support Disney. I told you that. I won't talk about any of it. You know, they were pushing the child grooming in the state of Florida, had to go over them and got rid of the recap, you know, exemptions and all the other stuff that they'd had for 50 years. And I want to just really I appreciate Ron DeSantis for what he did with that. He let them know that he wasn't going to allow them to groom children. But see, this is the group again because they run the planet that you can stand and push against. Just like Ron DeSantis did with Disney, and now that that CEO is gone, he was basically marched off the stage with nothing to say. Let's look at it this way: it's kind of like the metaphor, the, the, the Garden of Eden. It's kind of like that movie uh, Avatar, using it as a metaphor. You know, God created a beautiful garden, and then Satan, in the form of a snake, again, this is the Quetzalcoatl, this is the Isof version of this, and who he is, came to destroy the garden. Uh, Lucifer is here, basically, to change your frequency. This, your energy field that encompasses you to separate you from God. And that's why when you become a Christian and you accept Jesus, because Jesus is omnipresent, he creates an energy field for you from an omnipresent standpoint through the spilling of his blood that changes your DNA back to the Father. And so you're able to continue to commune with God Almighty. But remember, when you allow your energy field to be distorted or perverted, you, 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 know, you stop seeing the truth. And you start realizing that you know you're no longer in synchronicity with the Father, and through the Holy Spirit you have a you have a you, you have a chasm between you. But through Christ, this resonance match is created. The Bible says it this way: a veil has been placed over the mind of the unbeliever by Lucifer. Well, you could call this veil an energy field. It prevents the people, the person who has this veil over them, from seeing the truth, and they're forever wandering, looking for a purpose, looking for truth, but never finding it. You know, and they, they, and they, once the veil is lifted by Christ, Second Corinthians four four talks about that. They can see the truth and understand what's going on. And they can understand who they are as far as the creation of God Almighty. These are the same people. These are the trust fund babies in many cases. These are the people that are very very wealthy on Wall Street. These are the money changers, money lenders, etc. And what they do is they become very wealthy. They'll have yachts and they own all kinds of planes and jets, etc. But on the inside, they're rotting from the inside out. They have no happiness. They have no joy. They go from one affair to another affair, one open marriage to another open marriage. They're always seeking but never finding the truth that is God Almighty. They don't feel it. They can't understand. They've got this void on the inside. But because of the fact that they're so consumed by greed and everything's about money, they only care about that. That's why the love of money is the root of all evil. And then when these entities come to them and they say, you know, we're going to give you all of this stuff, if you bow down and worship us, we will share knowledge with you. They do it. They fall into that group, and, that, that, and you see it. The, the, they have these – got to be careful what I say because I know so many people. <clears throat> You've got, you, 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 you see it in Wall Street. You see it in the stock market crash of 1929 if you go back and look at the pictures. They're diving out of windows because the only thing they cared about was greed, and their fortunes are gone. And people are they're calling them and saying, we owe you yours money, and they can't see how they're going to get out of it. So they just dive out of the window. Because their entire life was spent in consumption and seeking the evil one. That's all they've done. Now, the Bible says it this way. It's easier for a, man, a rich man. It's, easier for, it's, it's, it's more difficult for a rich man to get to heaven than it is for a camel to crawl through the eye of the needle. The eye of the needle was basically a hole in the wall or the fort that would allow a camel to get down and crawl through on his knees. It's not like a needle, like a sewing needle. That's not what it's talking about. It was it was difficult for the camel, but they could do it. If they were well-trained, they would just squat down and go underneath through the eye of the needle. A rich man can get to heaven, but he's got to think about what he's doing with his life and who in the world he's basically serving and who he's worshiping and what he's doing with his life. And when you understand that, you start to understand that 
you know, if we serve God and we obey his commandments, he's going to give us everything anyhow. Solomon, you know, says in the Bible, Jesus was given one of his parables that the lilies of the field are clothed greater than Solomon was. And about who by worrying can add a single moment or a single cubit to their life. God will supply your needs. He's going to do everything for you, but you've got to seek him first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given unto you. And, you know, and then again, guess what? And this is, this, this is the really neat thing about this. Then you become one with God through Jesus, through the blood covenant. And when you leave here, you go directly to heaven. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, and they sent me an email. And you guys are always emailing me, and I love it. You know, they asked Dr. Ted at Yahoo.com. And, uh, and, you know, and here, actually, ask Dr. Ted B at Yahoo.com. Let me make sure you get the right address out. And, and what's interesting, they said, do you believe that when we die, we have to go and basically sit in the grave for a while and, you know, rot and do all that stuff and wait till the, you know, the, the coming of Christ? No, I don't believe that at all. I believe that when we accept Jesus Christ, I believe it's like we have an elastic strap tied to us in our body. And as soon as we leave here, we go instantaneously to the throne of God. That's what I believe. I believe that, you know, there's no judgment for a person who's been accepted Jesus. Uh, why would there be? We've been sealed for redemption. We, when God looks at us, he doesn't see us or see our sin anymore. He sees Jesus, so we're welcomed in. So that's the beauty of being a Christian. We understand that when we understand what a blood covenant means. Let me give you an example. In the old days, you used to have blood brothers with the Indians. And what they would do is they would – one Indian would cut his palm and the other Indian would cut their palm and they'd slap their hands together. I'm not recommending that you do this because you get hepatitis, but you do all of this stuff, right? And then what that meant was the one Indian's possessions and the other Indian possessions became both of their possessions. They were 100 percent in, all of it. That's what a blood covenant is, and that's what Jesus did to us. His blood sanctifies us continually from the cross, continually. Because he's omnipresent. If, you, if people could just get a grip on that one, that he loved you that much and he was willing to do that for you for all eternity. And when you have this blood covenant to, through Jesus to the Most High God, I mean, why in the world are, are we sweating the small stuff? You know, we need to stand against the globalists and these weirdos and every single thing we do. We don't need to support their businesses or their corporations. But the reality is they have no hold over us. What's the worst thing that happens to us is we die. Well, we're going to die anyhow. But when we die here, we don't leave and you know you know we, we don't stay in our skin suit we, we leave immediately and go to be god in the throne room of heaven if we're a christian that's the beauty of being a christian and I, and I love that so much and who we are in christ and we understand that this energy field that we're in you know and, and we talk about biological transmutation and baby food and how children grow and you start to realize that when you take a child and you feed him breast milk and you feed him food and you go through the first year and you weigh all of his urine and you weigh all of his you know his feces and all the other stuff he gains more weight than the sum total of all that stuff and that's through the energy field that we live in the people some people call it biological transmutation and so this energy is the frequency that we're in and we basically are able to use that for food and to maintain an energetic frequency with god but the demons can't do this because they are separated from God. They can't get energy from the creator, from the great I am. So they have to distort the energy through child sacrifice, through abortion, through war, through hate, through suffering, to feed themselves. This low vibrational energy you know, through child sacrifice has always been demanded by them. That's why you see it over and over and over again in the Old Testament for Baal and Moloch and Asherah. I mean, even Solomon got sideways, I mean, bad. And he ended up basically setting up you know, temples and, and altars and human sacrificial places to Moloch. He got involved with these women from these other countries that had all these crazy demonic things that they were doing, and he basically got wrapped up in it all. 
and that's that's the crazy part about all of it. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be given unto you. But it also says, flee from evil, and don't allow these things to be in your life for people that you don't want to be around. I mean, think about it for a second. You know, if you've got a friend, and you like the guy or the girl, and, and they're good people it, it, when they're sober, <laughs> put it to you that way, or when they're not on drugs, or when they're not on crack cocaine. And then all of a sudden you see them when they're drunk again, and they have to go in and out of the alcohol stuff all the time or the drug stuff all the time. And I'm not making fun of that. That's very, very real. My mom drank a lot, and I just know there's two types of drunks. I know this because I've seen it personally. There are mean drunks, and there's really nice drunks. And when somebody's a mean drunk, and they're in charge of you, and they're trying to raise you, it's literally hell on earth. It's bad. And I love my mom. You know, I, I, I took her to the sinner's prayer on December the 31st, 1999. She repented and gave her life to Jesus. And, you know, about six, seven years later, she passed on to be with the Lord. It's a glory now. But the reality is, is that when you're hanging out with people that have this dysfunctional thing going on with addictions, it makes it very, very difficult. Now, listen to me, friends. I love you. And I prayed for you this morning. And what I want you to have is this. I want you to have a relationship with the Most High God. I want you to be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. I want you to be able to have all that you want to do and all the things of your life without addictions. You know, it's one of the reasons I don't drink coffee anymore. Coffee had a hold on me. I was drinking so much of it. And I knew the cortisol was being elevated. Now, I do drink the green tea and the purple sticks. I love that because what it does, it helps you get your energy up in the morning, especially when I do a show like this first thing in the morning. But it's not as addictive as coffee. I can easily stop it. And it gives me a whole bunch of B vitamins all the time. Same thing with alcohol. Every once in a while, I'll have something to drink. Very, very rarely. You know, and, I, and I'm not picking on you. If you occasionally have a beer or a glass of wine or whatever, that's not a big deal. But if you're having to drink every single day to feel normal or take drugs every single day to feel normal or smoke pot every single day to, take, to feel normal, you're self-medicating. And same thing with cigarettes. That's how you self-medicate. My mom used to chain smoke cigarettes. I mean, she'd hotbox her room. I mean, the whole room would be filled with smoke. And she went through a lot, though. She was suffering with severe post-traumatic stress syndrome from World War II and having been going – have gone through everything that happened in Germany during the war. And so she used these – the alcohol and the cigarettes and other things that she did, I guess. I don't know really know about those to medicate herself and basically make herself feel normal or to calm herself back down or to sleep at night. You know, When you get it filled with the Holy Spirit, you have that peace that passes all understanding when we keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. That's why I ask you guys, and that's why I pray for you guys every day. You know, when you pray, and you pray that God directs the course of your life, and he directs your fractal timeline, and that he brings the people into your life that you need to be with. I mean, I was married to the most wonderful girl in the world for 38 years, and I thank God for that every single day. Because it was, it was such an energy field, how should I say, synergy between me and her. And it was so nice to literally feel as though she was part of me and I was part of her. That's what God wants to do with all of us, and he wants to have that same relationship with you. He wants you to be filled with his Holy Spirit so he can be part of you. He wants you to call home every day. He wants you to pray with your wife or your husband every single day and pray with your kids every day. He wants to have communion with you. He wants to be able to sit there and talk to you. So you know, it's a lot easier to get him to answer the phone if you want to use that metaphor when he's got a relationship with you. You know, when you're trying to robo-dial him, okay, and he's never heard from you, you know, he kind of looks down and goes, who's that? And, of course, he knows who you are. I'm just being facetious here, but he wants to have that relationship with you. So, oh, that's Ted. 
he's praying for this or, oh, that's Gene or, oh, that's Teresa or, oh, that's Barbara or, oh, that's Drew and all these different people that I know. I got I got to take care of this real quick. That's the relationship you want with the most high God, because remember, he's omnipresent. He's in the past, all of him. He's in the present, all of him. And he's in the future, all of him. He occupies all time space at the same time. And when you understand that, that's the God that you worship. And that's the God whose image you were created in. And you realize that your DNA is an interdimensional interface. It's like a broadcast receiving unit to God Almighty himself. You start to understand that you were bought at a price. and You were put here at a price. And he really, really, really loves you a lot. And he'll, he'll do things for you that he wouldn't do for somebody who doesn't have that relationship for him. That's why the Bible says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto it. So do that every single day. Pray. Pray that your fractal timeline is orchestrated by God. Or you say it this way. Father, I thank you that my footsteps are ordered by you. I thank you that I have people in my life that I need to have in my life. And the people that are not in my life, they're not in my life anymore. I thank you that I have good things that I do in my life and the bad things are gone. And then pray for your friends. Pray for them every day. And I've, and I've talked to you guys about this repeatedly. Don't, don't, do, don't do imprecatory prayers. If somebody's mad at you or somebody's done something wrong to you or somebody said something about you, just pray that God blesses them. It'll come right back on you as a blessing. They're probably not going to receive it, to be honest with you, because they're already bitter. You see these people all the time. Their glass is half full. They're always negative about everything, and they kind of brighten up a room by leaving it, as <laughs> my old friend Zig Ziglar used to say. And, and, this, and this is that group that always seems to get around. You always seem to run into them. You know, yesterday I had to – I said, get some blood testing done. And it was, it was interesting because I was trying to do a blood draw every couple of years to make sure I'm still doing good and I'm, I'm doing great, by the way. And what's interesting about this is that there was a lady in there from Puerto Rico. And I'm not, I'm not picking on Puerto Ricans, okay? And she and I had both gone to this lab. We'd ordered it through Quest Diagnostics, and they sent us to this lab to get the blood drawn and to send off the, send off the samples. And we neither one had appointments. Now, there was nobody in the office. It was like me and her, right, in the, in the waiting room. And then the girl comes out and says, if we have other people come in to have appointments, you know, you guys are just going to have to wait. We may not be able to get you in today. And this lady from Puerto Rico went absolutely nuts. She started cursing. She started cussing. She started walking up and down, started yelling. And I kind of sat down. I looked at her and I said, well, you know, you're really upset. She goes, I said, where are you from? She goes, I'm Puerto Rican. And I said, <laughs> I said you, you Latinos, you got some hot blood. And she goes, I can't believe this. And I said, well, I said, chances are the way you were yelling at them, you're going to now give them a needle to stick in your arm. If I were you, I'd probably pass on that today. <laughs> and she looked at me. She goes, oh, I hadn't thought about this. As she continues to cuss, I mean, every filthy word spewing from her mouth. And I, it was like I, I felt like I needed to get in the shower you know, and go scrub down with lye soap after I was around her. It was just kind of – it kind of clung to me. I thought, yeah, I don't like this. Well, she runs out the door. She won't even stay there now. And so the lady comes out, and she goes, uh, oh, by the way, you know, it's your turn. You know, which is funny because that girl was here before me. It would have been her turn. I mean, it was literally two minutes. And so I go back in there, and she goes – we're glad we got rid of her. We don't like her. We don't like people like that. I started laughing at him, and I looked at the girl in the back, and I said to her, I said, you feel like you look like you got the Holy Spirit on you, that you're filled with the Most High God. And she looked at me kind of funny. She goes, you're right. I'm a Christian. And I will say this. When you feel the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, when you say that to people, it changes their countenance immediately. And I got the world's best service. They had to work. The lab report had been sent in. They worked to me in the back. I mean, gosh, I was there for an hour. And, and it was, it was just, they were so nice. And I thanked her. I said, thank you so much. And they, she goes, well, you come back anytime. We'll do anything you want. That's how we're supposed to treat people. You don't come in screaming and yelling and cussing. I mean, gosh, I mean, we neither one of us had an appointment. We kind of just walked in. 
We don't know what their schedule looks like. See, always think about that. My dad used to say it to me this way. You know, you know, you need to make people feel important. Everybody needs to feel important. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was with a friend and they were getting a passport application. And, you know, everybody's hectic and everybody's yelling at everybody in the state office, you know, and it's, it's ridiculous. And, and finally, I walked up to her. I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit on this girl. I think her name was Barbara. And I said to her, I said, uh, wow, I can feel the Holy Spirit on you. And she looked at me and she started glowing. I mean, just it was amazing. Again, the world's best service. Now, be careful not to say that the people who you don't feel that from because they may not be a Christian. They may get really mad because when you start talking about the things of God and things of what God does and who Jesus is, if they don't know that stuff, they can really get angry because the demons of them don't like you talking like that. Just thought I'd mention that too. And we, when we realize who we are and we understand that they want this low vibrational energy, you know, it's kind of like the movie The Matrix. The machines were using the energy from the humans to run themselves, and they had taken over the planet. Well, that's kind of what they want with the transhumanistic machine interface with 5G systems. The demons through these humans create this negative life photonic energy to feed themselves. And again, we mentioned earlier that Satan runs about as a roaring lion seeking those who need to devour. But when you're sanctified by the blood of the lamb, he can't devour you. You see, that really makes me mad, by the way, when you when you stand on the word and you put on the full armor of God and you stand. That's why they continually push abortion they, 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 because they're continually trying to destroy God's creation. They, they have the never ending war on terror. Have you guys noticed that? We're having a war on terror. Oh, George, George, George W., the dumb one. You're with us. You're with the terrorists. I mean, you know, like, like there's not some middle ground in there that you don't want to just wear on killing people. The, the problem with these, these things, and honestly, the, the stress they create, it distorts the energetic field that we're in. And that causes the sickness and the division and the hatred and the bitterness and the jealousy and the envy. Uh, they're trying to distort your natural energy field as one with God when you accept Christ. They're constantly doing that. They want to constantly elevate cortisol, which stops your digestion, leads to disease and the cancer and arthritis. Love and forgiveness is the only way to break that cycle. You know, I've got relatives. You know, they're mad at my dad. You know, my dad's been gone since 1984. They're still mad. <laughs> it's great. I mean, they're almost all dead now, right? And they're still mad. And I'm like, you know, you guys have lived your whole life in bitterness and anger. I said, how's that working out for you? I mean, what the heck? Are you really going to act like this the rest of your life because you didn't like something dad did back in 1950? Really? You know, it's been like 70 years ago and you're still angry. And he's been gone for, you know, since 84. And they still are. And their life is a mess. I mean, they've got all kinds of health issues and they're super negative. It's awful. You know, and what you understand, this is, we understand what this is. It's an inversion of what the Garden of Eden was supposed to be. Michael Eisner said it this way, just look at us. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge. Governments destroy freedom. The major media destroys information, and religions destroy spirituality and separate you from God. Now, why in the world do religions do that? Because the religions have gotten caught up in the 5013C corporations, and they're able to get all of this nonprofit money in, and they're able to keep everything in the nonprofit name including the yachts and the houses and the boats and the planes and all the other stuff they can justify. And they have this nonprofit organization that has never paid any income tax, and they lose the spirituality of who Jesus Christ was. Inversion everywhere. That's why it's important. I tell you guys repeatedly, support your local churches. You don't need to support these big ministries. Remember, these entities, they're jealous of you because you're created in the image of the Most High God, the Great I Am. And they're not. They're mad at you. They're jealous of you. They hate you because they want to be you, honestly. 
And that's why they're trying to create this inversion so that their God, quote unquote, can come up from the pit, this snake in a tree, supposed to be wrapped around the tree of the universe, and resurrect him through basically the Antichrist so he can control everybody through a D-wave computer and connect an interdimensional interface to that D-wave computer so it allows him to be omnipresent. Remember, if if the evil one, Satan, whatever you want to call him, Einstein, pick a name, I don't care, Quatico, what pick a name, I don't care, same, same entities, same entity, if he can't be everywhere at once. If he's harassing somebody, you know, you know, on the other side of the planet, he can't be harassing you. He can't do that. So he wants to get us all connected into the system, into a hive mind, so that he can do everything that he did in Genesis chapter 6, where every thought of every person would be evil all the time. This is one of the purposes of CERN, the Halleron Collider in, in Switzerland. It's supposed to change our reality to become closer to theirs. And once they can start opening permanent portals into their reality, they're going to allow these entities to go to and from there. You, you know, think about this. When Obama was president years ago, he had 427 meetings with Google at the White House, and they continued to meet with the leaders and officials. And then they were also working with Singularity University to accomplish their goals, to try to tie everything together in a hive mind. Kurzweil said that by 2030, human brains will be connected to the cloud. And this will facilitate the energy exchange of free thought and will stop. They're going to connect you, as I just said, to an AI, to a D-wave computer, which is a computer connected interdimensionally to Lucifer or whatever the heck it is on the other side of the dimensional curve. They call it the containment field. I did a show on that two weeks ago. And so it's going to allow that entity to start controlling you, the hive mind. You got to, now, now you got to think Star Trek. Probably you Trekkies out there. I know a lot of you don't like Star Trek. Sharon couldn't stand Star Trek, but I, I like Star Trek. And they had this thing called the Borg, and they were part of a hive mind. And then they would say, resistance is futile, you know, and they would do all kinds of crazy things to the Starship Enterprise, right? And the crazy part about all of this stuff is that's similar to what they're trying to do with us now into a hive mind. They want to be able to control us and chip our brains. Look at Elon Musk. By the way, he is not a good person. My daughter asked me yesterday, what do you think about Elon Musk? And I said, he's evil to the core. Now they've got a giant goat statue looking like Elon Musk. Well, what does that represent? That represents Baphomet. Another one of their entities that they worship that represents this transgender group that basically is trying to take over the planet. They're trying to create a subhuman, not a superhuman, a human that can be controlled by Lucifer. That's why they're doing this. They want us to be open vessels for demonic control. They don't want to have. They don't want to give us the ability to have free thought anymore. They want to make us all like, like a hive mind, like clones. Like they're gonna, we're gonna walk around and just say, hey, this is what we're supposed to do and this is how we're supposed to live and you know we're supposed to be told what to do by this whatever this entity is no more free thinking back to genesis chapter six all evil creates more energy problems i mean think about what jesus said jesus said as it was in the days of noah when all the thoughts were evil all the time it was days of noah's genesis six so shall it be upon my return these basically these entities are energy vampires and fallen angels and demons that control humanity human consciousness and they're trying to infiltrate us with nanobots and mRNA vaccines and smart dust and infuse everything to become part of these, this reality. Just look at the geoengineering. Look at the GMOs. Look at the Morgellons. These demons want to control, control and create a synthetic world with synthetic people connected to Lucifer through an AI system. But guess what? Because of shows like this, by the grace of God, I thank Jesus for that, human beings are waking up. Praise God. Because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. These Luciferians or the Council 300 or whatever you want to call them, they don't care about us individually trying to change the reality and basically overthrow them. Because they know that individually it's very difficult for you to do, but you can do it in the aggregate if you pray for them in, an, in the aggregate. 
and we understand that. This, this is why – remember a couple of years ago, I think it's four or five years ago now, I was convicted to throw a net over you guys and make you part of my family start praying for you guys, which I've done. The only, the only way I can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. And I wanted you guys to realize that you're going to be part of my family circle now, and that's why I pray for you every single day. But they don't want us doing stuff like that because they understand that once you understand the, the power of interdimensional physics and quantum mechanics, once you grasp that Jesus connects us back to God and that prayers are scalar energy and they change his physical reality, they know the game is over and we back take back the world. That's what it says with the Bible that, you know, we got to pray, 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 pray. Explain to you what that means. If you take a radio station like 91.1 FM, you put a transmitting tower up, and you take another one with the same transmitting tower, 91.1, and you take those towers and you aim them towards each other. That's called the directional beacon. And you lay that radio wave on top of each other because energy can't be destroyed. It creates what's called the longitudinal wave. Okay, that's what you got first. Then you do it on another. You get two more towers. You do the same thing. So now you create two longitudinal waves. When you cross the longitudinal waves, you create a scalar field. That scalar energy has no barrier in time space. In other words, when we pray, that's what we create. We create scalar energy. We literally change the fabric of time space. We literally change physical reality. I know that sounds weird to you guys if you've never heard the show before, but it does that. Now, if you pray negative things, <laughs> that's the same thing too. You've got to keep your prayers positive. Always, Father, I thank you. I'm always directed by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, comma, because that's the way I want it to be. Always allow yourself, if you need to, to change your prayer to say, because that's the way I want it to be. Father, I thank you that I'm walking to divine health. I thank you that my heart is fine. I thank you my immune system is fine. I'm thanking that I'm doing great every single day of my life. I thank you that this is the day the Lord hath made it. I will rejoice and I will be glad in a comma because that's the way I want it to be. Be very careful with the words that come out of your mouth. The Bible tells us the power of life and death is in the tongue. It doesn't, and it's not saying that as a metaphor. It's letting you know that you're controlling physical reality by the words you speak and by the prayers that you pray. And these entities know that, and they understand that when we do this and we start praying the things that we're supposed to pray the way we're supposed to pray them, that everything's going to change. We're going to have a much better world. Now, the Bible tells us a little bit different than that. It says what's going to happen in the end times, and, it's, and, it, and the end times are probably getting pretty close upon us. But see, this, this is why I don't do the fear porn. This is why I don't do fear porn. I don't tell you guys that an earthquake's going to come and suck up the planet, and a meteorite's going to hit us, and a tidal wave's going to hit us, and I don't – this is stupid. Okay, number one, if anything, if if the, if the planet gets destroyed, right? Let's say the planet is destroyed; it turns into another meteorite belt. Okay, we're still going directly to the throne of God. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. We're not going to have a nuclear war that's going to destroy their technology and destroy their five G systems. It's not going to happen. I keep telling you guys that. Just like I told you a couple of weeks ago that we weren't going to run out of diesel fuel. And guess what? We're not out of diesel fuel. It's all a bunch of lies. It's all the push to fear porn. That's all they do. Fear, 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 because fear separates you from God. Because fear paralyzes you. And you know, people get so scared about stuff. And you know, I, I know I talked to mentioned this to you last week. You know, I was talking to Teresa the other night, and she told me she goes, You know, I don't listen to anything else besides y'all show. It's just a bunch of fear porn. She goes, I was sitting around stressed out all the time. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be that way. You can live life and live it to the fullest and have abundance through God and through Jesus. You don't have to be dealing with Concerned that you're going to have to be hit by an asteroid or Planet X or whatever. And you say, well, that could all be real. Okay, whatever. So what? What if it is real? Okay, so whatever. Who cares? And that's what I, I – all these people, they keep sending me all this stuff on the flat earth. Okay? And I'm not a flat earther. I'm going to say that right out the front. I'm not a flat earther. But the reality is, is that I always say to them, I said, why does it matter? 
if the earth is round or if the earth is flat. It doesn't matter. This is where we are. This is our reality. They say, well, they're doing it to show that we haven't, you know, that we basically have been lied to about everything. And the earth is a very special place and that these Illuminati or Kabbalists or Luciferians have done all this to lie to us to try to take away God. They want us to make us think that there's a, this is a planet hurtling through the universe. And, and, and I, I guess what? Here's the deal. There is something called the procession of the equinox, and that hasn't changed. So ask yourself a question. If there's a procession of equinox and it hasn't changed, how can we be hurtling through the universe without changing the equinox? Just thought I'd mention that too. Just thought I'd mention that so you guys said <laughs> a little bit about that. But you know, we need to – understand what these entities are you know, and what they do and, and we need to understand that the christian culture needs to come back and be strong christians because of the power of jesus because of the blood covenant which i explained to you guys just a moment ago you know in our fuse with the holy spirit we can change this world we really can if we stop fighting and stop compromising and stand on the word that's why austin always says to you guys and i say to you guys you know, don't don't wear the masks. We, we quit we quit flying for two or three years because of stupid mask mandates. You know, don't be injecting yourself with mRNA vaccine. Don't be doing all that stuff. The globalists, the cabal, the sex death cult, they want us to be asleep. They don't want us to think. They want you to stay in an alpha theta brainwave state. They want you to be sitting in front of the TV set every night, being programmed, eating MSG potato chips. You know, making sure you have to leave the fluoride IV in your in your arm. Uh, they want us to use all these vaccines. We're going to fill you with heavy metals and mercury. And they want us to believe there's only three dimensions. There's not a fourth dimension. Why do you think they took the Maxwell Field equations out? They knew what they were doing. They, they couldn't let human beings realize that there's more than what we see on this planet. It, there's, there's, there's other dimensions. There's actually, there's more than four dimensions. It's, it's, it, I, I've done shows on that before on all the different dimensions and what they are and what they do. They, they have CERN out there. But, what, but what they, here's what they want you to think. Okay, there's nothing to see here. We're trying to find the God particle. That's okay. What about over in Switzerland when they had the Gother Tunnel opening and they had a full Druid, Druidic worship service? Oh, nothing to see here. That didn't happen. That's your that's your imagination. But I watched it on video. No, no, no. That's not, that that never happened. You like, but but I, I saw it. Or, or what about the Commonwealth Games and they bring out the giant bull to represent Moloch and they have these slaves pulling it and they're all bowing down to it. Oh, that didn't happen. That doesn't mean anything. Or Katy Perry, that whack bag, rise out of the Super Bowl, you know, on the back of the beasts. I mean, you think, well, no, no, that never happened. But I saw it. That's, they, they're telling you in plain sight what they're doing and what they want to do. And, and one of my favorite ones still, and it's hard to believe this is one of my favorite ones, the geoengineering out of jet exhaust. You know, I'm a pilot. You guys know that. And I've flown jets. You, you guys don't know that, but now you know that. And, and you know, and the jet fuel, when it has additives put in it, it doesn't burn clean. And it can actually put that, that residue out in the atmosphere. And, and we know that. Now, a lot of jet pilots, they know that and they understand that. A lot of them still – they fly around with it and they still don't want to admit it as real. But they can tell you there's nothing to see here. But then when I run water analysis on rainwater in a 500-milliliter Pyrex beaker twice, it's so high in aluminum barium that's not considered safe by the EPA from rainwater. Where's all that stuff coming from? I mean, why, is it, why is that happening? And then they tell you the AI, this artificial intelligence, the D-wave computer is good for humanity. It's not good for humanity. It's awful. They're trying to take away your freedom of will and your freedom of thought. And then, then they, they tell you that Morgellons isn't real. Okay? <laughs> they just say it's, it's, it's not real. You've got fibers coming out of your skin. You've got holes in your skin. And, and you see this stuff coming out of you, and they say, oh, uh, you have some type of delusion. And you're saying, but I'm pulling the fiber out in front of you. Oh, no, that's not real. And they, and they try to pretend like it's not real. And they tell you that GMOs are healthy for you. They don't bother to tell you that it rots your gut. 
There goes all kinds of autoimmune disorders. And look at the stupid vaccines. Look at this. You know, if you don't believe in vaccines or you think vaccines are bad or you think they need more research or whatever, you're a vaccine denier. You're a vaccine denier, you peasant. You peasant. Peasants cannot be a vaccine denier. You must take the vaccine. Take the injection, peasant. So it's stupid. But now people are starting to realize that, you know, you don't have to take vaccines. You don't have to do that. It's, just, it's ridiculous. You can get a religious exemption if you have that available in your, in your state and not do it. And then you say, well, fluoride, you have to have it on your teeth. You have to have fluoride treatment. Every time you get your teeth clean, you have to have fluoride. Every time you have toothpaste, you have your fluoride. But then Harvard comes out and tells us that when children are given fluoride in their water with formula, there's a massive reduction of IQ points. And you go, well, nothing to see here. That doesn't happen. It was Harvard. They, 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 and then multiple studies have been done saying that. No, no, not true, peasants. But it was used in the concentration camps in Dachau and every place else in Germany and put into the water supply to make the inmates infertile and sterile. And in 1945, when we invaded these places, we saw the research. In 1946, we started putting fluoride in the water supply of the United States. No, no, none of that happened. None of it's true. Well, I've got the research. No, you, you're a fluoride denier. You're going to deny us. No, don't do that. And you get these doctors, these pediatricians, they, can't, they have no idea why one in 32 kids, and now Stephanie Sneff says by 2030, one in two children have autism if they get injected with everything. And you say, well, no, that's not true. Autism is not real. You better believe autism is real. It's really real. I wrote a book on it 20 years ago, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism, and Learning Disabilities. It's very real. Then we start dealing with smart dust and nanotags, and, you know, and, and basically they're trying to, to do a DNA rewrite, and that wasn't effective enough so they had to come in and start injecting you with you know mrna shots because god gave you an immune system <laughs> it's pretty amazing really and if, if you keep it strong and keep it a vitamin c in it i had a friend of mine uh, this weekend she got unbelievably sick and I, I told her i said you need to go ahead and get vitamin c intravenously and she did and she and just a few hours later she said i can't believe how much better i'm feeling from this for this vitamin c i said why yeah i know it goes directly into the bloodstream that's why it's really important that you don't start putting stuff directly into your bloodstream because it starts changing everything. Except for the vitamin C, it's really good to use, but you can't do it more than like every other day. It's really important for that, so you don't want to do too much of it. And then you've got all the perversion online and all the mess online with that. Then you've got the drugs, and, and you start to realize that we've got 100,000 people dying every year from opioid overdose. You start thinking, what the heck? And you get Podesta and that Marina Brabovich and the weirdos that they are, and they start doing soul cooking. And, you know, you saw that happen in the 2016 election. That got released right before the election. It really, really hurt everybody. But they say, well, soul cooking, there's nothing to see here. That's all normal. <laughs> this is normal. Okay. And then you have this the satanic networks that are everywhere. I mean, and you start seeing this mess and how the satanic churches are growing. And then you watch them have that goddess Shiva out in front of the doggone CERN reactor. And they have a human, mock human sacrifice. And you see Bohemian Grove and they have mock human sacrifices. And you think, nothing to see here, no big deal. But why are they mock human sacrificing people? No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's, it's just, it's fun and games. It's fun and games. Okay, that's what we all do, right? We all get together and we just have a mock human sacrifice with the dagger and black robes because we went out and got drunk one night. So we want to mock, mock human sacrifice somebody. What the heck? Are you kidding me? These people are loons. And, but this is part of their sex death cult. And then we have the secret societies, the Druids, the Skull and Bones, the Masons, and all the rest. Hey, what's done in secret doesn't need to be there, guys. The Bible says don't do that. Let it be on those housetops. You know, shine a bright light on it. Let's see what's going on. And then you've got the real prayer that we just talked about, the power of scalar energy. <laughs> they don't want you praying because they know when you start praying, it changes everything. It'll change your family. Remember that one statistic that I read years ago? It said that Christians who pray together still have a 50% you know, divorce rate. 
when they pray independently and quietly and not out loud. When they start praying out loud, they start creating all that scalar energy, and they start having the intimacy with God Almighty. It's like a 99% success with a marriage. Pray with your spouse every day. Pray with your children every single day, and pray out loud. It's super important. <laughs> Let's go back to that transhumanism thing one more time with the chips and the microchips and the microdots. They want you to be all you can be. You know, I don't want to be a bio robot. I really don't. I really don't want to be a bio robot. I don't want to be dealing with all of this crazy stuff all of the time as far as the bio robot stuff. I want to have my own freedom of will. You know, God gave that to us. I want to be able to serve the most high God. I want to be able to say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to say I serve the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I want to say I serve God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. That's my freedom of will. I want to have that ability. And guys, when you do that, when you serve God – all the days of your life, and you put him first in your life. I was talking to this person the other day, this this young lady, and, and, I, and I told her, I said, you need to fill out one of those hierarchy things where you put down everything in your life. You put, your, you put God down, you put your husband down, you put your children down, you put your job down, you put your dog down, you put your cat down. You put everything that's important to you on a hierarchical list, and you label it. What's the most important thing in your life? The most important thing in my life is to serve the Most High God, and I want that to be the most important thing in your life too, guys. Because if you serve the Most High God, you start to realize very, very quickly, He develops a very good rapport with you all the days of your life, and you're going to walk in peace and love. It's the righteousness, peace, and joy through the infilling of the Holy Spirit that changes everything. So serve Jesus. Serve God. Serve the Most High God. Serve the Great I Am. Serve Yeshua. Serve Jesus. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to direct you and guide you in your fractal timeline. Allow Him to determine the course of your life, the footsteps of your life. Allow God to show you what to do, and he will. I love you guys. I really enjoyed the show with you guys today. I really, really, really appreciate you. Thanks so much for your prayers. Thanks so much for your support of Health Masters. If you guys weren't supporting the show through supporting Health Masters, I wouldn't be here to bring you this type of teaching. I really, really, really want you to know something. It's my honor my privilege to pray for you every day, and I consider you to be my friends and my family. God bless you guys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.